Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Welcome, everyone, to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Thanks so much for joining us this Saturday. My goodness, it's autumn. It's been autumn now for, I guess, for a couple couple weeks, or I guess it's fall. I'm not quite sure. Autumn, fall, is that the same thing? I don't know. Joy, you're my producer. Is that the same thing? I, I, I really don't know. I think I think they are, right? The same word? It's St. Louis weather. That's all you have St. to know. St. Louis weather. I Metro like East that. Metro East St. Louis Metro weather. Metro East St. Louis weather. Thanks so much for that help. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, so hey, anyway, thanks so much for joining us and uh, enjoying the cooler weather, shall we say, for the most part. Wanted to kind of talk about uh, what we're going to be talking about today, and, and that actually brings us on to the subject we are going to be talking about, is how to be profitable in the fall market, and maybe better be said is how to be the most profitable of putting your house on the market and getting the most amount of money. We're going to be digging into that, not only in this segment, but in other segments uh, down the road. One of the things I do want to talk about and I'm really excited about is, is we have a special guest today, uh, Mayor um, Jim Vernier of Shiloh. Uh, I've known him for, for some time now. He was actually the first person on this show in our debut in, in uh, I think, the last weekend of May. So that was kind of cool. And he's been, he's, I asked to bring him back because we're doing a, a series. We're trying to put a series together of just talking about maybe those hidden things that people don't know about a certain town or a city that they uh, that might inspire them to, as a buyer, or if you're listening to the show, uh, want to move to that particular area. Uh, the Metro East as a whole is fantastic. The St. Louis Metro East area is fantastic with all the things that we have to offer. Uh, sometimes, uh, last week, it's kind of funny, uh, Mayor uh, Mark Eckert of Belleville was talking about the hidden jewels. Of that, that, that this area itself has so many hidden jewels. So that's another thing, the reason why we wanted to have the mayors on and talking about their cities, uh, not only about for potential buyers, but again, if you're moving uh, from that area, uh, maybe, you know, find out that there's another area of the same city, Shiloh, Belleville, there could be different school districts, you might move because of that. There's various reasons why you can move, but still stay in the same, same town city for work or play. So we're going to be talking more about that with the mayor, but we're also going to be talking about the fall uh, and why it's such a great time to put your house on the market. Briefly, before I forget, you know, I get this question at least once or twice, sometimes three times a week, and that is, is oh, you have a radio program. How did that start? And so to try to tell everyone again and those loyal listeners that have been listening now from the very start, one of those people is my Aunt Ag, who lives near... Um, Keysport slash Carlisle, Illinois. Uh, she listens every week. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, but she is probably one of the most honest, nicest people I've ever met, man or woman. And she told me, I found out through the grapevine that she didn't listen a couple weeks ago. And I was kind of like, wow, what's going on at Ag? And she kind of made up some excuse. Now, I'm not sure it was not true, but... I mean, she's going to be 99 this year, okay? She still has her sons with her, Tom and Jack, and there's there's other family members. She has another son also. Um, but you know what? You, know, you miss one, she, you might miss a lot of things. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, 
And of course, I'm kidding. I'm I'm always just flattered that she's uh, she listens every week, and I do greatly appreciate that. But that brings up another topic: that if you do miss a show, you miss a program, that we're on iTunes. Um, we're on Google Play and we have podcasts. So if you miss a section, if you, if you miss a whole show, that you can go back and easily listen to whatever you needed to to pick up the information that you did. As I mentioned about being, uh, being on the radio program, I get asked that often. It was a book I wrote uh, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, became a number one bestseller called Ready, Set, Sold i.e. that's why the radio program is called Ready, Set, Sold, uh, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House Fast for Top Dower in the St. Louis Metro East Market. And the, the key word there is proven. Uh, these are things that we have been over close to two decades of being in the business, a uh, business that I absolutely love, I'm very passionate about, uh, that have had great success for sellers by using these simple principles, these 12 steps, uh, to have some great success. And in the radio program, we're offering it absolutely free. All you have to do is go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get that book. Um, absolutely free. Market. Market conditions are fantastic. We have not had market conditions this long, this period of time into, into the year, for years. And I do mean years. So if you're even thinking about selling your house, you know, contact your agent. Maybe an agent you've worked with in the past, someone that you you know, like, and trust. Um, you know, touch base with them. See where it's at. Uh, this is just a fantastic time to put your house in the market. Not only because it's autumn or it's fall, but also because, very simply, uh, we've just been having some great success. We never know when that success is going to change, though. If you've heard or you've been listening to the program at all, you'll know that um, you'll know that they can change in three months. In fact, they will change one way or the other in three months, and 60 days is 50-50. And 30 days, it's rare, but it can change within 30 days. So if you're making that decision, this is the time to start looking at it. If we're talking about, I, I wrote the book, the radio station then heard about the book, and they contacted me, and they said, hey, do a one-hour program, and that's, in a nutshell, how this all got going. So with that said, let's kind of delve, delve in a little bit more of what we're going to talk about today, and that is selling in the autumn, in the fall, whichever you want to call it. As Joey said, it's just the St. Louis weather. Um, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. I remember years ago i was i was playing golf in december and i know it was december and i know it was the middle of december because it was a saturday and that night we we're going to a christmas party so like i said even said that it usually doesn't mean that you have to have 95 or 100 degree weather and that wasn't the case there so at least it's much more comfortable maybe at best it's sweater and you're not to the point now where we get those wind chills sometimes in january and february we have the Eskimo hoods on. I mean, I don't know if they're Eskimo coats. I don't know if they still make those or not, but they have the you know, the fake fur and you, you know, put them on and you, you tie them down. So we're not there either. So it's a really great time for buyers and it's also a great time for sellers. So what, what I want to do is to share some tips with you on what you can do to, to get the most uh, money out of the sale of your house during the autumn. And let's start with the outside, and I think the outside becomes really important, and that's, you know, the leaves. You have to rake up those leaves. If you need to rake them up once, twice, three times, you can stay on top of that. Uh, understanding is, is, is not that it doesn't, 
not make the house look better, it makes the yard look better. But there's also, buyers have a perception when they're looking at houses, whether it's in their conscious or subconscious, how much maintenance, how much work am I gonna have to do with this house? And the, and the mature trees are fantastic, but if you've got piles of leaves and even if they've turned the colors and that's fantastic, uh, they're gonna be thinking about work. They're gonna be thinking about, oh my gosh. And now since burning walls have changed so much, they're also might be thinking of cost. If I'm going to have to bag the leaves, and now there's a cost factor to that, even though it may not be much, perception is reality when it comes to real estate. And so you want to make sure those leaves, either in the front yard or in the backyard, are, are picked up. The second thing that you want to talk, uh, talk about is this is where, you know, many, if you have trees, I'll call acorn trees, possibly other trees that will drop their fruits, their acorns, their, uh, I had a bayberry not a bayberry tree, a mulberry tree uh, in my first house, and an acorn tree. And let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, depending on the size of them, those can, can, can be dropping down. And again, it's that work factor, you know, low maintenance. Uh, you want to make sure that those things are picked up also. So maybe the leaves are gone, but you want to make sure those, those spiny little mulberry things are, are, are not going to be uh, out there are those acorns. And I, I appreciate sometimes, depending on how big the acorn tree is, we had a very, very big one. Uh, that can be a little bit of a struggle, but let me tell you, it will pay off in the end when, uh, when, when you're showing it, when the buyers are seeing it. So that's on the outside there, too. I think also is, is if, you, if, you're, if you decorate for, let's say, Halloween or Thanksgiving or just for fall, keep doing that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having some yellow mums. I mean, yellow mums, for whatever, it just seems to work really well. Or putting out some pumpkins, or putting out some uh, corn stalks, or maybe a little scarecrow, or whatever. Those are nice touches. People, I think uh, Halloween in particular is the second rated, uh, you know, uh, day of people decorating their houses for a period of time so don't be afraid to do that those are great things that you want to to to, to do uh it's fall you know celebrate it and people love that buyers love that they love seeing those type of things um those are just a few things on the outside we're going to have mayor jim Vernier this week he's going to be in the next two segments talking about the great city of shiloh and then we're going to be talking more about the inside what you can do as far as fall as far as getting top dollar for your house uh, when you put your house in the market for the fall hey you listen to ready set soul with your host brian vote hey get the book ready set soul.org.com it's free go get it right now see you in a few Hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Vogt. Thanks so much for staying with us. As I mentioned earlier in the show that we have a, a special guest. Actually, he was the first guest that we ever had in our, in our debut of the radio program, and that is the Mayor, mayor Jim Vernier. Uh, mayor, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing morning, today? Brian. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thanks again for, for spending some time uh, with us today. We do appreciate it. What we wanted to do, and this is kind of a series that we're putting together, we wanted to kind of talk about <coughs> different different cities and, and some of the uniqueness that they have and why they're such a great place to live. And we thought there would be no better person to have than that is the mayor of the cities. And so with that mayor, we've been trying to look at three, I'm sure there's more than three reasons why Charlotte was such a great place, but 
maybe you can give us a you know a, a few reasons. Start us off with the first reason. What what makes Shiloh so special? I, I just so you know, I actually live in Shiloh. I've lived there for over twenty years. It is a great city. So I I want to make sure I put that out there to everybody. But Mary, I know you've got some insights on that too. Well, yes, uh, Brian. I I there are several reasons uh, why Shiloh is a great place to live. But I think what what would be one of the top reasons would be the location where we're at. Uh, we are centrally located in uh, the uh, areas on this side of the river that are, are the largest employers. Uh, we are next to Scott Air Force Base. We have two hospitals uh, within a mile of Shiloh that are very large employers. On the south end of Shiloh, we have uh, BAC or Swick College, which is a large employer. Uh, McHenry College in Lebanon is a large employer. It's only about 10 minutes drive from Shiloh. And, of course, to get to downtown St. Louis, it's about a 25-minute drive. And, and from there, you can access all of the fun things in the city of St. Louis. But uh, I do believe that our location is probably the number one reason that I would say people live in Shiloh. You know, and, and I love that too, Mayor, because what I'm really hearing there too is that Shiloh is 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 a city, is a, is a town that you can actually work and have a good paying job. You know, the hospital, you can be doctors or nurses, whatever whatever those facilities may need. And same thing at SWIC, and of course, the uh, Sky Air Force Base uh, where the military. Uh, come in and go. So, so it, it sounds like, you, and you can get to St. Louis if you want to work there too. That's an easy access because of the interstate that uh, is so available to you. And I think that's a that's a fantastic point to make because you've got so many things going for you that um, you, if you want to go to St. Louis, you can, but you can do very very well by just staying where you're at. I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you. Yes, uh, and, and just staying in Shiloh. Uh, specifically for a weekend is not bad either. We have uh, a lot of recreational opportunities in, in the community. We have two golf courses and several others that are not far from Shiloh. Uh, we have several large parks. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, the average uh, ratings on acreage for parks, Shiloh is much higher than, than the average. So so parks, we have uh, bicycle trails and we're under currently under construction with a another bike trail to scott air force base we just completed a bike trail in our three springs park that takes you around the lake a couple miles around the lake uh it's it, uh w w yes we just uh think that we have a great community here and again five minutes from scott air force base which is the region's largest employer i believe and of course the two hospitals uh, memorial hospital east in shiloh and and St. Elizabeth's Hospital, which will be opening in another couple of weeks in, in O'Fallon. Uh, combined, there's 3,000 jobs in those two locations. And again, the, the Swick University on the south side of, the, of Shiloh is uh, probably another eight, 800 employees that work there. So you can, uh, again, you can work at these large um, uh, employment opportunities and, and be five minutes from your home, and where else can you do that? Uh, if you lived out in St. Charles to get to downtown St. Louis, you, you could be talking about a 45-minute commute uh, from Shiloh. It's uh, it's about a 30-minute uh, commute to downtown. Same with Chesterfield. Chesterfield into downtown St. Louis is a very long drive, uh, especially in the morning. You're looking at the sun in your eyes the whole way. 
when you live in Shiloh and you head west, uh, you have no sun in the morning, and and the traffic with the new uh, River City Bridge, uh, there's hardly any traffic back up anymore on the bridges going into St. Louis. So if you work in Missouri and you live in Shiloh, it's not a bad thing to get to work or get home in the evening. Uh, Again, the sun is a big factor both ways. Well, you know, and I think that works both ways, too, because uh, two, two points I want to pick up on. Number one, if you are a Missouri person that living in the St. Louis or in even the St. Charles area, that um, you could very well be a doctor. You could be a nurse. You could be somewhere in the one of the two hospitals or even teaching at SWIC. So even if the situation was, and if you chose not to live, why well, we don't know why you wouldn't want to live in Shiloh, but if you didn't, it's a great way. It's an easy commute going the other way, too. So, so it's a win-win situation for for people that either want to work or that they want to live in Shiloh. Yes, yes, it is. And, and, uh, and we are ranked. Uh, we uh, there's a group called Niche, uh, a national organization that puts literature together our, our statistics. And Shiloh, it's an overall grade of an A to live in. Uh, wow, one, number one hundred twenty-eight best place to live in Illinois is Shiloh. Wow, that is fantastic. Uh, that's uh, I'm glad you brought that up. You, you know, the other thing that you mentioned too that I kind of want to maybe highlight too. And and just the other day, um, I took my grandchildren to the uh, parks in Shiloh, uh, the one on Frank Scott Parkway, and there's other parks uh, near the schools, and, and and there's a lot of what they call green space. And I think that's such a big thing because that that has so many different things going on. I think it has a, a soccer field, it has a what a softball, baseball field. It's got it, it's not just just a park. There's things you can do in it, correct? Yes. Oh, yes. We have uh, baseball, soccer. As I said, the walking trail that was just completed that, that goes around the lake. And we will be opening the lake up for fishing in, uh, this fall or in the spring, one or the other, if we, depending on if we get everything together or not. But this, the, the lake is stocked with fish. It's not wow. currently open, but uh, with that new trail. It's accessible now, so we're going to open it up for fishing. And, of course, if uh, a Dad wants to go over and play around the golf while the kids are playing in the park, uh, it's right next to Tamarack Country Club. And great golf course, one of the top rated in the area. So, And, and uh, uh, as far as the cost goes, it's, it's uh, pretty reasonable as well. It is reasonable, and I do go out and hack at golf. I'll just say that. I, I can't say, I mean, I do play. Uh, I do have clubs, and I do, you know, how to ride a golf court. But as far as that, it kind of ends with that. But but that's just a personal <laughs> situation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, well, we need to go out and play then. We just may take the whole afternoon, though, because it be probably what it take to, to get it done. Hey, we're yeah. running out of time with this segment, but uh, when we come back, I, I want to kind of go in a little bit deeper, too, about, uh, again, one of the things I love about Shiloh, too, is just the community roots that it has and I want to kind of expand that more in the next segment uh, that it's it has everything that you just described it has the businesses it has has the opportunities uh, for people to, to to live in Shiloh but it also has that sense of community that I think is 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 really important uh, when people are looking to either uh, move into an area or you know where they want to put roots into and that could be even for Sky Force Base uh, in the military or, or for whoever so with that said, is um, you're listening to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Bill. You've been, been uh, talking with the mayor of Shiloh, uh, the Honorable Jim Vernier. And we'll be back after a few minutes. See you on the other side.
Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. And today, I am so excited we have uh, a special guest that was on uh, the previous segment. And that is the mayor of Shallow, Illinois. And that is the Honorable Jim Vernier. Hey, thanks for staying with us, uh, Mayor. Thank you, Brian. I'm happy to be here. What we want to talk to, we kind of left you with, is is the sense of community that that uh, Shiloh has, and and I think that's that makes it a unique place to not only you know work that we talked about last segment, but also the idea of of a sense of community. And meaning is 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 that it is has all these things, but it still has some, shall we say, small town values in the sense of just community and people looking out for each other and one of those things that i know you wanted to talk about was the school systems that you have uh that are just phenomenal in 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 shiloh correct yes right uh again we get an a for our schools that we have in shiloh uh, shiloh district 85 i want to point out is uh in the top 10 percent of our area schools and in, in form of testing uh, they're, they're doing a great job. They've got uh, the middle school and the uh, lower classes of kindergarten through through uh, grade four, and then we have a middle school. But they scored uh, top ten of the area schools. O'Fallon High School is the is the school that uh, Shiloh District 85 and Central District 104, which also has students in Shiloh, they feed into the O'Fallon Township High School. And that high school is ranked 49th out of the top 100 in the state of Illinois. So those those three schools are, are doing very well. And we also have Whiteside uh, Middle School in Shiloh, and it feeds into Belleville Township High School East. And I was just looking online, and they, too, are scoring high with their testing, doing great. We have Mascuda School District on the south side of Shiloh. It, the middle school is actually in the Wingate subdivision, which is uh, one of our newer subdivisions. It's about probably 50% built out. But uh, the school is right there in the subdivision, and then it feeds into the Mascuda High School, which, uh, again, those schools are, are all ranking top in the, in, the, in the scale that the state uses. So we're very proud of the schools that, uh, that we have in our community and, of course, most families, when they're looking for a place to live, uh, they're, number one, looking for the location, the convenience to get to their job. But I think if they have children, they're looking for the schools. And uh, and Shiloh has uh, has the, some of the best in the area, so we're very proud of that. Yeah, th- th- they do, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that out because I think the other thing, too, is is that maybe people don't know if they're thinking about Shiloh is, is there is a diversity that, that, that many cities and towns look we don't have the abilities to. If you, you know, go to Mascuda, you can go to O'Fallon, you can go to Belleville East. Uh, you know, so, so you have a variety of high schools that you can choose from depending on what you want to do. Maybe your children are in East, maybe they're in O'Fallon, maybe they're in Mascuda. You can still move into uh, Shiloh and uh, keep them in the same schools that they're in, depending on where you're at in the, in, in, in the village. And I think that's a cool thing, too. You, you know, one thing, too, and I kind of want to take just a minute here before uh, I forget. Uh, one thing that I've always been so impressed with you, Mayor, and I really mean this sincerely, is uh, the length of service that you have put into the city of of, of Shiloh, or I don't know if it's called a village. I'm, you know, I, I, I tend to think of it as a village, but maybe, you know, the size it might be a city. But I mean, maybe just speak on that. How long have you been involved with Shiloh? 
Well, Brian, I, I've been involved with Shallow my entire life. I I remember as a kid going down uh, back then. It was volunteer. Our park operation was run by the Shiloh Community uh, Park Association, and I, as a child, I'd go down there and help them set up stands and things for the picnic. and And it evolved into uh, working with the JCs and being the first uh, group in Shiloh to put up Christmas lights. That was back when the population was less than a thousand in the early the late seventies, early eighties. And then I ran for village trustee when I was eight. Uh, 24 years old back in 84 and I was a village trustee for 16 years we saw rapid uh, rapid growth as far as the uh, we did a lot of annexation uh, with the former mayor was mayor Normacker and he he put that into the the foresight to annexing the ground around Shiloh for the future and uh, I was served for 16 years as a trustee and when mayor Acker retired I I ran for mayor and I've been mayor for I'm in my 17th year now as mayor, and uh, uh, the land that we annexed back then we are, are now building on, and uh, it's given us the opportunity to create what we have here in Shiloh, and I think uh, it is one of the top locations to be if you're in Illinois. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Again, I've lived there for over 20 years. It's a great city, and I think a lot of that has to do with you, Mayor. I, I really mean that. Your dedication shines through. Your love of the of the city, just listening to you, shines uh, uh, clearly through on this program. Hey, we have to run. We have to break this up. Thank you so much again. I've been talking with Mayor Jim Veneer, uh, the mayor of Shiloh. You've been listening to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Bott. Hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Boat. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, as you just heard, you heard the mayor of the city of Shiloh, Mayor Jim Vernier. Um, again, and I, and I kind of mentioned it in the last segment, but I mean, his dedication is, is second to none. Of what he's done uh, with Shiloh for the years he's been there. I mean, my gosh, it gets doing the math there, it's on its 33rd year of being a part of Shiloh. That's not saying, that's just the city of Shiloh. That's not counting uh, his volunteer work before that in different uh, different capacities. So so great stuff. Uh, I always say if you miss us, you know, and this is why the podcast becomes so important. You know, we don't always catch everything. Um, even my Aunt Ag, my great Aunt Ag, who's 99 years old, can miss a few spots here and there. But, hey, here's the good news. You can go to Google Play or iTunes and go to a podcast. You can take all or just small sections of it, whatever you feel that you miss, so you can get filled in. And that uh, you can go back uh, not just to this show, but week after week after week. And also, please don't uh, forget to like us on Facebook. We really do appreciate that. Uh, as we move on to, uh, and, and just so you know, it's Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Vogt. That's how you look us up. Uh, as we move on, we're trying to, you know, open this up to more and more avenues and YouTube and different different variety of ways that we're trying to get the word out. Because really that's what this, is, this show's about, is trying to get information out to people so they can make decisions that work best for them to get their house sold for top dollar and a fast sale. I mean, that's, again, this is your largest asset, for goodness sakes. So you want to make sure that you have the information that you can make decisions. And that's why the book becomes so important, that you can make decisions on what you want to do and you have a, a, have a guide map to, to get you there. 
Well, we're talking about selling in the fall. We talked about the outside earlier about getting the leaves, making sure that the the uh, uh, acorns or the whatever fruit or whatever thing that might be dropping there, there uh, from the trees, um, fruits or, or what have you. That's important to make sure that's taken care of. I think the other part, though, is, is on the inside. And some of the things that you may not think about that you really want to pay attention to. Many times when, during the summertime, people will have their shades open, they will have their curtains wide open, and that's a good thing. However, however, when we say open, they're usually maybe about a quarter still up there because the, the sun never seems to set, right? It's open, you know, till 9 o'clock. Well, in the fall time, guess what? You know, those times, those, those periods of sun time get smaller and smaller and smaller. So a simple thing, but a big thing, is make sure that shade, or depending on how you have your blinds, is all the way up. All the way up. That extra foot, foot and a half, whatever that may be, uh, means a big deal. Um, again, because of the sunlight not being able to hit it. Also, one of the things that we see more of and sellers having great success with is, is actually having... Um, consider having some food out, having some, some things, have some, uh, maybe some goblin cookies. You can either make them or you can buy them, having some candy, things of that nature out there. You know, always want to put a little sign up there, please take, you know, please enjoy. Uh, many times otherwise they won't do that. Uh, but you want to have that in there. It makes it just a more, uh, cozy thing. It just rem- reminds them that, you know, this is the fall. We're moving into the holiday season. We're not there yet. Okay. We don't have the hustle bustle yet, but uh, that this is a good time and it's a fun time. And so having those type of things, we've had sellers had some great success with that. And yes, baking, you know, cinnamon cookies, things that go traditionally with that type of gear, whatever that may be, uh, things with pumpkin spice. I know that's a big joke around uh, a lot of times is that everything has pumpkin in it. But uh, I tell you what, when it comes to selling a house, that's, a, that's never a bad thing to have that smell, have that going throughout the house. Uh, if you can't do that, I mean, look, they make, they make sprays, okay? If you want to just spray a little bit, that's okay, too. We've seen sellers do that and have some great success. Uh, just a little tip, don't overdo it. Um, Really, uh, again, a little spraying here, a little scent in the air is, is usually all you're looking for. Uh, one of the issues sometimes we hear from buyers is, is if you put too much out, and this doesn't have to be pumpkin, this doesn't have to be anything, it can be any scent. If it's overpowering, uh, perception is reality, and they think you're trying to hide something, that there's a smell that you're trying to mask, which may not be true. And so then they start thinking about, well, are these people smokers? So to avoid all that, again, a couple of sprays, you just want that in the air. You don't need to have it overpowering. And I think most sellers know that. But, you know, on occasion, sometimes you walk into a house and it kind of just hits you. And that's not really the impression that you want to have. Again, the one thing, too, and we didn't talk about this before, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the fall. But one of the things that comes up is music. I, you know, I'll just tell you my professional opinion. I don't particularly like it in the years past when, when, you know, surround sound, I get that. You're trying to advertise that. Maybe you're trying to market that. It's okay if you want to put it on. I would put it on probably about the lowest you possibly can for two reasons. Number one, um, when the, when the knock comes to the door, when the agent's coming in with the sellers, quite frankly, when they hear music or they think they hear music, there's an intenseness that they think somebody's home. 
And just for that five or 10 or 15 seconds, there's a tenseness and there, is anybody here? And, and quite frankly, that's the exact opposite mood you want to create. You want to have this just open the door, you know, look at my beautiful home and just let them go ooh and ah, and that's, you know, smell that pumpkin scent or having, having the uh, fireplace uh, with knickknacks in it. Uh, one of the things I do want to mention too, if you have a fireplace and you use it for wood burning, make sure that is clean. Those are just a few things that you can do to really, really make a difference. I know they may seem small, but again, you're always creating an atmosphere. You're creating the illusion. You're creating an illusion that maybe you cook cookies every week and you don't cook cookies ever. Maybe you're sitting there saying that you have a fireplace that never seems to be used, but you just used it before you put it on the market. And those leaves that just don't have very, you know, hardly any leaves on the uh, on the yard at all, even though you have a 75-foot tree, uh, have just mysterically vanished. All those things are going to help you. We've seen sellers get top dollar for the sales when offers come in to get you what you want, to get you moving forward, and to be a win-win for both parties. And that's ultimately what you're looking for is to get that. With that said, we're going to have the tip of the week. It's going to be the $5,000 tip of the week. It's going to be kind of a play off of what we talked about last week about negotiation, something that uh, I believe everyone needs to know and at least be aware of if you're selling your home so you don't want to miss that. Hey, you still have time. Go get the book, ReadySetSold.org. Many of you already have. I really appreciate that. It's been uh, it's been very flattering that you've, you've taken uh, advantage of the offer. Go to ReadySetSold.org, not.com. Get your free book today. We will see you on the other side. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. Thank you so much for joining us. And now we're at the tip of the week, the $5,000 tip of the week to be exact. And this one, if you listened last week, if not, Again, you've got iTunes, Google Play, we have podcasts, you can go back and check it out. Even if you just do the tip of the week uh, that we do every week, uh, I think it would be well well worth the time, the few minutes of time to, to listen to those. It can be a big advantage to you. Plus, of course, getting the book too, readysetsold.org, uh, not.com, and getting a free copy. What that being said is, uh, let me give you some scenarios that just happened not too long ago. Uh, Again, every situation is different, so I don't ever like to get into pricing, getting into numbers, because I think I don't want to give people a false sense that, oh, well, Brian said, you know, this X amount of dollar home that you can take this much off or you can negotiate this much. Again, that's an individual situation. There's no deals, two deals that go together exactly the same way. So I never want to give that type of information out. But in this situation, what happened was is there's buyers, and, and they don't happen very often. They really, really don't. But sometimes there are buyers that are just looking for a deal and just seeing if they can get it. doesn't mean they, they expect to get it, but they're just hoping they can get something. In this situation, uh, the story went that there was a buyer. They found a house, middle of the road, nice home. Uh, they put a, a little offer in. I mean, it was just, it was just, it was that. It was a very, very low offer. The sellers got very upset. They refused to even counteroffer. And that was it. That was done. And these buyers weren't deterred, looking for somebody who wants to wheel and deal. They went after another house. Same results, basically. The, the seller said, absolutely not. I, I'm offended. And don't get me wrong, get it. 
I get it. You know, it's, a, it's kind of a personal thing. You've put a lot of sweat equity. You've done a lot of work to your home. You lived there for a long time, kept it up. But they said no. They're not going to happen. The third house, and no, this is not a joke. It just happened at the third house. And I will say that the agent involved with this was saying, look, I'm going to give you one more time because, you know, this isn't working too well. This situation, same situation, put a low ball offer in. This time, though, the seller responded back. And they responded back. Uh, they didn't take much off, but they took something off. They, they engaged with the buyer. Long story short, yes, it took a few more rounds of negotiations, but the seller sold their home within 2% of asking price. What is the moral of the story? Very simple, in the tip of the week, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain by negotiating, even with low ball offers. It doesn't matter what the offer is. Even if you don't like the offer, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. So again, understanding is, is hopefully your agent's giving that same advice is, is always engage, always engage, always engage. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Hey, you've been listening to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Vogt. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us.